No, not here. Not where I can hear. You'll not name him brother. Not of the son of the man who slew your true brothers. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's. I added an extra R. George R. 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 Martin's. A Song of Ice and Fire series. We are currently reading Clash of Kings. I'm Nate. I'm Zach. Yeah, we know, because you jumped in a minute ago. <laughs> so, thank you for being here. If you joined us before, you know that we are full spoiler. So, if you are have not joined us before, you don't know. <laughs> I think would be the logical thing. Yeah, that thing. would probably be the one who we want to speak to here. If you haven't read the books before, we talk about everything congruently. So, there could be spoilers from future episode, uh, future chapters. Yeah, we there could not. them. We don't know. We just like to talk about shit. So, be warned if you don't want to hear spoilers for future books. and Or anything else, because yeah, we'll probably really. spoil just about whatever pops into our heads. Thanos so. snaps. Yeah, he does couple times i think i think too so, yeah i actually right. i could be spoiled you haven't even I fucking haven't seen, seen them all you son Endgame, of a bitch yeah so, you shut the fuck and up quite a few others. but yeah so we'll spoil stuff uh, if, you, if you joined uh, us before you know that we like to read game of thrones and talk about it we like to read a song of ice and fire I'm we gonna are just fucking <laughs> one day myself out. right into we, traffic. We did read Game of Thrones. This Speaking is our... of yeeting ourselves in traffic, oh, fuck yeah. that. So <sighs> Nate and I were on our way to work this morning, and uh, not that we work together, and we witnessed somebody <laughs> making an illegal crossing in a motorized scooter get taken out nailed. by a little buggy. Man. That's a mark out off my bucket list. I mean, it was oh, pretty sweet. Man. Justice, sweet fucking justice. Like it was so good. People in Southern California don't know how to fucking drive in the first place. No, so it's bad. God damn it, justification. I mean, everybody lived. So calm down. Yeah, but like nobody's dead. It was pretty sweet to see. It just, was fucking wonderful. God damn. Because that bike came right up and on. Like fuck. So that's the kind of podcast we are. Hence, Brotherhood Without Manners. Anyway, if you joined us last time, we were reading Davos one. From a Clash of Kings. Nice segue to cover up the fact that you forgot that we read A Song of Ice and Fire and not Game of Thrones. We are currently on Clash of Kings, and as Zach mentioned, last time we read Davos 1. Davos, uh, his introduction chapter was fucking... I mean, he was introduced in the prologue, but his first point of view was just fucking Davos hearts Stannis. And Nate hearts Davos. Is essentially what you should take away from that. Basically. Uh, we watched some Effigies of the Seven being burned. Melisandre was just loving life. Queen Solis was loving life. We got the division of the Queen's men and the King's men and the men who really don't know what the fuck is going on. Stannis feels owed and is sending out every raven he has in his disposal, which is 117 copies, I believe, of a letter uh, pronouncing Joffrey's incest and uh, Cersei and Jamie's incest and <clears throat> the fact that he is the true claimant to the throne and he also tasked Davos with going to every sept and small village and home fast and town that he could and yeah. nailing these letters up as well. But and so yeah. This time we get another first point of view chapter. Yeah. And from here from, you know, Dragonstone we head all the way to the other side of the other shore, out in the middle of the lakes the ocean, not the lakes, to fucking Pike. Pikey Pike. And we Theon. get some Theon thoughts. Fuck Theon. So before we dive into it, I suppose we can get into fuck the fuck Theon. Theon. Like, it's 
it's a masterfully written character by Martin to just despise this motherfucker so much going into without even having point of view chapters, the way he acted all throughout game of Thrones, he was the biggest fucking cunt ever. And I knew that my first read through, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you don't like this character. And so the, the, the clever thing that I think Martin's done though, is he puts fucking Theon in the greatest positions to get so much fucking awesome other character stories and like so um yeah I'm drawing the line in the sand I hate Theon I love the Greyjoys I love the history of Pike I love the Greyjoys themselves Oldwick Greatwick fucking I love the Iron Islands and the their way of life their culture um I also rediscovered with this reread that Balon Greyjoy is one of my favorite characters so and good. I've never really realized it because he is super smart and he's an opportunist and I wouldn't say super smart but he's he's smart he's intelligent he, he's so, clever and he he lives by a code I saw and, him as in like a, a an imposing Walder Frey one that's capable and fit and less of a weasel about it and more of a yeah, fucking, he's a more in, like intimidating a, a viper, and like actually more... willing to strike and right. do it. Yeah, um, he's got a lawlessness about him, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, we'll get into him about that stuff king, once but... we actually get to him. Yeah. So we open this, and Theon is aboard the Miraham, and he's... Uh, Theon, the cunt, yeah, the cunt, parading his lordly status around, has made the Miraham take the same route in that he had left 10 years prior when Ro he was taken with Robert Baratheon. So they're going out of their way in some pretty inclement weather to make it so Theon can view his father's castle as he had seen it disappearing. And it kind of pisses all the cruisemen off. Yeah, like, he's putting them out. But And so the ship is, is fucking not that great of a ship. It's kind of a tub. But Big old boat. The shore, we get the description of Pike. The shore was all rocks and cliffs, and the castle's towers and walls and bridges were quarried from the same gray-black stone as these cliffs. So these structures just point. And we learn it had been bigger. The point of land the Greyjoys built their fortress on was once bigger, but the waves and ocean had hammered at it day and night until eventually it broke and shattered, and all that were remained were three bare and barren islands and a dozen towering stacks of rock that rose like pillars of some sea god's temple. So, yeah, it's literally just a spit of land out yeah, in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, just a bunch of fucking rocks with buildings. Huge towering Big rocks. Ones. Yeah, so they, they name a few of the keeps that he can see from there. The Great Keep, the Kitchen Keep, the Bloody Keep. Yeah, and they're all on their own little islands, like, connected by bridges and shit. Like, some are covered some with, like, stone, a little yeah. more sturdy, but some no more than rope and wood. And so the sea tower rose from the outermost island, the oldest part of the castle, above which snapped his father's banner the gray kraken on the black field and he, here he thinks at last the dire wolf of the stark did not fly above casting its shadow upon the gray joy house so i do love this there's gonna through this whole chapter gonna be this weird i don't know theon's just so contradictory to himself about the stark because it's he 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 you know, talks about Rob being basically a brother and he's, they're so close, but he finally were, I'm free of them. And, you know, and I think a part of it is the fact that he, he was technically a hostage, but he's trying to lean more into that now that he's back home. 
versus when he was there and never treated like a fucking hostage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he he even mentions it himself a little later on. Lord Eddard technically tried to raise him as one of his own. He raised him among his own children, but there was this distance. This and there there would obviously be this distance, but I I think it's interesting because he's in the, and I, I I thought of the comparison to the show in the show because Theon mentions it later in this chapter that he looks as Ra, down uh, on Rob as a little, little brother, brother. and yeah. in the show it almost seems reversed yeah. where Theon looks up to Rob as an elder brother and so I thought that was an interesting kind of flip now, on I it. still think that that's technically how it was both and so ways. I think that's where this I think that he does look up to Rob because Rob was the one well I think, but he's never gonna vocalize I that. think that's where the this contradiction is coming from is that he looks on Rob as the little brother but now Rob is the king and it's this I should yeah. I should be the one guiding him and then he gets that way with this is my plan this is my well idea. especially since he thinks that this is going to put him on equal footing with Rob again because he will he also will be have a crown yeah. and now I think that's peppered in super interestingly as well is that it's not Balon getting a crown that he's because that's what this message is it's about him getting the crown for himself in the yeah. end and so that like and actually, uh, Julian, our correspondent for this episode, he mentions that as well. Is does, is he immediately already planning to overthrow his father and just take the crown for himself? Because, like, immediately we get this, yeah, this, oh, thank God there's no Stark banner. And, like, I'm the shit. Like, uh, here I am coming home. Well, because fucking... he says it here, uh, Theon... Well, I guess it's back in a little bit. Because he, know- well, he notes woman. the comet floating behind the banner. Right. And fucking thinks that it is my comet yeah and he's he's holding rob's letter in his pocket as he's looking at it it is my comet that is the only person to look at the comet and think that so far well because he also thinks that the the paper in his pocket is as good as a Mm -hmm. crown and that's where it is i don't even know that he's necessarily thinking of overthrowing his father so much as he still thinks he's the heir he's the one that's entitled to everything so his father's not going to last forever so it's not long, and until then, he'll be treated like a prince. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that he'll be treated like a prince ruling Casterly Rock, but eventually will be a Casterly fucking yeah, rock. I, I, I'm, fucking I plan it. on yeah. getting into that soon. So at but. this point, the captain's daughter comes up to him, and we learn that Theon has been using her for sex and much to the captain's dismay. And... Cat, he thinks the captain a coward and a fool, just a stuttering. He's well, wanting he kind to of please is. the Lord. Actually, yeah, he that's is. That's how I noted bit. it because the, the the captain's daughter comes up and asks if it's you know, do you is this how you remember it? And they have it's, some. It's stupid, smaller than uh, he remembers. But then right then the captain comes up himself, and I put it as the little bitch captain comes up asking if he can finally head to port because he's basically is coming up groveling to Theon because he's got money and he's a lord and he's be, he's paying the guy but it's like damn man grow a backbone yeah and yeah they they talk about pike a little bit and sh- and he tells her that it is a windy place cold damp and he said i i wrote the quote down a miserable hard place in truth but my father once told me that hard places breed hard men and hard men rule the world and so yeah, he in his mind thinks he encapsulates this. This yeah, he thinks he's this hard. But in in a couple when he meets his father, one of the lines that stuck out to me, he thinks is he had forgotten yeah. the old way. Oh yeah, and he gets a hu- a literal smack in the face of like, wake the fuck up! You are not at all what Balon Greyjoy's heir would look like and would be. 
at this point in time. And so he leads the captain's daughter down to his cabin and as they're being brought into port and the captain's own cabin in truth turned over to Theon. Well, yeah, because that's when he thinks that if he had been on an, an Ironborn's ship, it would have been nothing like this. Each Ironborn is a king on his own yeah, ship. Yeah, like, there's no way a fucking captain would ever give his quarters a... And that's and that's it, is... So Theon is essentially thinking of this as his ship. Yeah. He is the king of oh, his yeah. ship. Like, he took the captain's cabin. He well, took his daughter as well. This guy from, you know, Westeros isn't stopping from Seagard, him. yeah. So, like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's it. He's fluffing his ego up, but... This is the division here. Is this yeah. guy is treating him like a lord. Uh-huh. And he that's what he's expecting when he gets to Pike and that ain't going to fucking fly. And so yeah, Te- Theon had took his daughter as well and the captain did not approve of that, but that just amused Theon. And as he undresses in the cabin, he begins to think that my life is my own again and nowhere a Stark to be seen. So again, he's thinking of this freedom that he now has, but He's go. He's got this grandized image in his head of what his homecoming yeah. is, and that's what like. I think is going to be so good about when a lot of this about when he does have that eventual fall with Ramsay in the future, is like he he forgot the old ways, but he must not forget in the future, like mm. when he's with Ramsay, and then like this stuff where it's not a stark around. Oh, they were terrible, and then he sees like they were they were great. Yeah, they were fucking great. And, he, like, what is with no, not a Stark around? Well, you, they were your fucking friends, man. Well, like, that, that like, that's it, cunt. is you should, that should make you uncomfortable. Like, these people, Rob would protect you. Right. Rob cared for you. No one on these islands gives a fuck about you. And no one within a fucking 500-mile radius at this point gives a fuck about you. Yeah. And so that's not a good thing, nowhere a Stark to be seen. For you right now, that's bad. And so yeah. the captain's daughter, they begin chatting, chatting, and, and, fucking. and she wants to go ashore with him because he she he had just sh- explained to her what a salt wife was. Yeah. and essentially for anybody that doesn't know, it's you know the the Ironborn will have their wives back at home. They'll also have wives on their ships from raiding places that they've taken and claimed. Yeah, and so she wants slaves to be his that little, they decide yeah, to fuck exactly. when they raid They're concubines. Place. Yeah. And he wants, she wants to be his. He tells her that once I might have carried you off as Iron Iron Men of old used to, to be my salt wife. But he doesn't really finish the thought. He's not going to do that. But I think it's interesting that he just says once he might have carried her off as Iron Men of old. Like, well, you were nine when you left. You wouldn't have. Like, like yeah, well, oh, yeah. Well, like, one time I might have done. Like, fuck you. No. See, I thought, was thinking that more was like a once the Ironborn would have. They don't really raid anymore. Yeah. And so, like, nowadays that kind of thing wouldn't happen. But I thought back to fucking OSHA at Winterfell and just like. You you weren't no, you, this you, you weren't suave, this suave yeah badass. I'm just gonna take what I want and he starts yeah. thinking about the days of past had the way the Ironborn used to reap and rave taking slaves and women as they pleased but Aegon the Dragon had ended the old way when he burned Black Heron and gave that kingdom to the weak rivermen and reduced the Iron Islands to a backwater of a much greater realm so yeah Black uh, Black Heron getting fucked fucked over the Ironborn because the Rivermen... Right, well, the... The Riverlands, that's when the, the Tullys and the, the fucking Seaguard and... Seaguard itself, Aaron's. specifically, uh, was 
constructed to repel reavers from the right, iron islands. Right, right, right. And so it had been yes. to bring back the old way that his father repelled in the first place. Right, right. And Robert and Eddard Stark put a bloody end to that hope, but both were dead now. And So it's interesting that he says that as well. And boys ruled in their stead. The realm that Aegon the Conqueror had forged was smashed and sundered, and the opportunity had never been right. more ripe. So Theon then convinces himself how fucking proud his father is going to be of him. Yeah. And that he succeeded where his father failed. So that's when... So here's the thing. He finishes right now with his... Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. With, yeah. He literally... Climaxed his own ego so much that he climaxed. Yeah, yeah. He got off thinking about himself mm-hmm. and how amazing he is. How his father is going to be like, oh man, my last and born like, son in hostage. And that might be a little bit of a jump, but I think that that was Martin's way of showing how much this fucking kid thinks. Yeah, of because himself. he's not interested. He thinks how stupid the daughter looks. Like he's yeah. not interested in her. He like makes her start sucking his dick to shut her up. Like. It, he has no yeah. interest in this. He daughter. is getting off on himself, on the power, and that and he has, yeah. yeah, and the fact that he was able to take this captain's daughter, regardless of the attraction to her, make her do whatever he wants, and he's now, <clears throat> excuse me, thinking about what is going to happen when he turns this letter over to his father, basically saying, "Oh, I got you a crown." Like it's fucking insane the ego of this kid yeah so then they say some interesting quotes actually a little bit for some reason it kind of resonated with me because she says that uh she loves the sea Mm. and he claims the same thing but he says i must remember this theon vowed to himself i must never go far from the sea again yeah, because he thinks the sea meant freedom to the men of the Iron Islands, and he had forgotten that until the Miraham had raised sail at Seaguard. The sounds of the ship creaks and the sails and the wind in the sails brought back the old feelings, and they were comforting sounds to him. Yeah, so similar to Danny, because we mentioned how riding is freedom for Danny. Right. The sea is the free to the uh, freedom to the Ironborn. I don't think it's freedom for Theon. I don't either. Like and at all, I think he's getting off right here, and he's yeah, just yeah, in that, he's in that ecstasy I'm gonna high call, moment. Talk about whatever you want and agree and whatever. But it, it, I think it's interesting that we get his first. I must remember this here, right? Where later on it becomes I must remember and my name. That's why I mentioned it was the I must remember. Yes. Yeah. So the captain's daughter begins begging him to go, saying that her father is going to hit her now and call her terrible names now that he's taken her. And once again, we get some ego boosting where he says that her father should be fucking thrilled at the opportunity that after how many times I've fucked you, chances are you're pregnant. And he gets the gets the chance to raise the bastard of a king. Yeah. And, and he, then just turns leaves, and leaves. Yeah. And, of course, she's... Too, you know, and it's not that she's even too dumb. It's that his statement makes no fucking sense to her. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. And he goes up, and the stronghold of the Botleys comes into view, rebuilt in stone, as the original wood structure had been raised by Robert Baratheon during the rebellion. And beyond that lay the village of Lordsport. And last Theon had seen it, it was a smoking wasteland. And after ten years, few traces of the war remained. New hovels were raised as well as an inn, but the sept was never rebuilt. Only a seven-sided foundation remained. Robert's fury had scoured the Iron Man's 
Iron Men's taste for the new gods, it would seem. Yeah. I really like that image of yep. just a seven-pointed foundation that just never was rebuilt on, which I think is so interesting, the religion things that we're getting in yeah, this book. Yeah, yeah. We're the, getting a lot the about red the Drown God, God and right the after seven. The, the Red God. And um, so he, though, points out that he's he's much more interested in all the long ships that are currently docked there in the port. He's and he says the ships. He's more interested in, in the who's who's Who, well, up yeah, there because when I who's say the here ships. to greet me? Oh, did Father call right. in? Because the harbor is full. It's full of ships, and he's like, hell yeah, Father oh, called in everyone for my homecoming. Yeah. yeah, and he saw the banners. Uh, he names the banners of some. We get the Black Moon of Winch. Lord yep. Good Brothers banded black warhorn. Harlaw. And he also notes, though, that there's one missing. There's one missing. His Uncle Euron's boat. Silence. Yep. Of that terrible and lean red ship, there was no sign. But his father's great kraken was moored there. But yeah, and so that's when he starts thinking. You know, he wonders if his father hadn't anticipated him and what he was doing there and called the banners. He says or... here that no one but he and Rob Stark knew of the letter, but Malon might have guessed his intentions and acted accordingly. Isn't that bullshit? Rob and him are the only two. Catelyn knows what he's doing, the well... letter. He Rob straight up tells her, like, well, more I'm like, gonna give him a crown. Let him rule the Iron Islands. I think that he's just too stupid. Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. This no, is yes. that unreliable narrative. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This isn't yeah, true Kat at knows. all. Catelyn knows. I'm uh, assuming Brendan Beefish yeah. knows. Edmure probably know. Like, I think this is fucking Theon stroking his own dick again and being like, yeah, only the King of the North and I know this because Rob Stark is like a brother to me. Like, I think that's in, like completely bullshit and it fucking pissed me off yeah fuck you theon anyway the thought did not please him that his father might have acted accordingly yeah because he thinks he worries that his father's gonna steal all his glory after all it was his plan yeah uh his father's war was long done and lost this was theon's hour his plan his glory and in time his crown like what a fucking Fuck, yeah, yeah. dude. And so he, he decides that Balon's just paranoid. Yep. And likely this is just a defensive move for caution. And uh, we learn that his uncle Victorian is also paranoid and an old man. He commands the Iron Fleet, which I just thought it was an interesting note that that's yeah. where we get Victorian's. And uh, as, as the boat approaches the shore, Theon starts seeing what's out there and notes that there's nothing. Nobody. He sees like an old guy dragging some horses and some guards, maybe some merchants out there. Yeah, but... he expected maybe the steward, Lord Botley, even Dagmere Clefjaw, but yeah, there was no one. Rob had sent the ravens, but when no longships had awaited him at Seaguard, Jason Malister had sent his own ravens ahead, assuming Rob's lost. But he sees no one, no fucking honor guard, no familiar faces. And as the captain announ- begins announcing to the small folk, like, what they've brought on. Yeah, they start just kind of, annou- like, calling down to the merchants and stuff. Their the cargo. captain even tries to, and yeah. returning your air, and they all just kind of blink at him, like, who? Uh, oh, okay. And this is when Theon realized they didn't know who he was, and it makes him angry. Very angry. So he orders his things brought to the castle, and he calls for a horse. And a man says that he could fetch him a horse, but a voice calls out saying that that is not needed. And the priest that Theon had seen on approach on the the beach uh, begins to come forward, and the small folk 
begin to bend the knee to him, and it's his damp hair, his uncle, Aaron. The priest. In one of his few curt letters that Balon had sent to Winterfell, he had mentioned that his youngest brother had gone down with the storm and turned up a couple days later a holy man when he washed ashore alive. Patchface, anyone? Because we learn a little later on that damp hair before go Aaron before going into the sea was a jovial, drinking, jively, funny, like to laugh and have a grand old time. Goes into the sea, comes out, and is now this. We'll learn chilly, dark, dreary, fucking Lord of Lords man. Yeah, but Patchface is still jovial and. He's yeah, but Patchface lost his intelligence and wit. Intelligence, wit. Like, he could do magic tricks, he could speak different languages, languages, he could sing, like, he could tumble. Like, it it just seems similar to me of one person going in and seemingly another coming out within the same people. And so... It's similar to, like, Beric Gondarian when he well, loses like, a bit of himself each time. There are some time. theories out in there. In the Red God way, that they're the raised versions of the Yeah, yeah, God. exactly, yeah. There are some theories out there, too, that Patchface is a, is a fucking soldier of the, da- the, 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 the Drown God. God, yeah, and that, that may be something to do with Shireen and some Pat crazy Face shit. is the Beric Dondarian of the Drowned God. There you go. But I just thought that was an interesting comparison, but no, Damp cool. says that he'll lead him up to the castle. And so Theon has brought his U-bow, his U-bow in a quiver and hurries after his Uncle Aaron. Yeah. And starts paying a conversation. no more mind yeah. to the fucking... So he asks why his mother and father didn't come themselves. And uh, Dampire tells him, it's not for me to question. I do as I'm commanded. Um, he tells him that because uh, Theon mentions Dagmar Clef Dagmar Clefjaw, yeah, coming to fetch him in his place, and Dampire tells him, uh, nah, Clefjaw's not here. He's out at Old Wick to rouse the stone houses for Balon and the drums, and the drums, house drum. Uh, Dampire asks if Theon prays to the wolf gods now, and he says that Ned Stark prayed to a tree. I care nothing for Ned Stark's gods. And so Aaron orders him kneel. Or are you too proud now? And Theon thinks about how he's going to be kneeling in mud and shit, but says, a crown was worth a little mud and horse shit on his breeches, he supposed. I suppose. Like, so his uncle has him kneel and blesses him with salt, blesses him with iron. They say the words. And so, yeah, he baptizes Theon in the, in the drowned god again. And wordless, they mount up and head to the castle so theon begins asking how pike has changed since he left and if he can expect his lady mother and sister at pike and dampere tells him that they are not at pike theon's mother is at harlaw with her sister as it is less raw there and her cough troubles her and his sister has taken black wind to great wick with so, messages from his father before we get into that little tidbit um i thought it was interesting that he's asking dampere how things have changed here since he left. Yeah. And, like, for the most part, not much has changed is what he kind of settles on. Yeah, it's a hard, cold land. And... But, like, A, you're asking the most changed man on the island. How it's changed. How it's changed. Yeah. And then, like, in the all the things that have changed, you're not picking up on. You do think that it's this... You know, you're still expecting an honor card, right? Like exactly, yeah, exactly. You're and yeah, you're talking to the most devout of 
the drown god's worshippers. Like, that's how it's changed. The drown god is the drown god, as it always has been. Yeah. Nothing has changed this to Aaron Dampere, but that's it. And so, yeah, he yeah. thinks that it's odd that Asha would name her ship Blackwind and Rob has a wolf Well, she name. didn't name it Blackwind. It was her mother's ship before hers, wasn't it? And so that was her that named it? I don't know who the fuck but named they were both it. She named, has yeah. a ship named Blackwind, and Rob has a wolf named Greywind, and he thinks that Stark is gray, and Greyjoy's black, but it seems we're both windy. <laughs> Fucking hashtag deep, Theon. Deep. Fucking idiot. I think, uh, if anything, though, I just picture more, uh, that meaning more wishy-washy, and I think that that's, an, like, not the Starks, just the Greyjoys, bro. Yeah. Like, you're the one flapping in the wind here right now. Oh, for sure. And he thinks that his... He begins to think his uncle mad as Damper begins to tell him of his drowning and reawakening and, yeah, you know, the god, the god this, the god that, and Damper is fucking into it. He loves this drowned god. Yeah, because he tells him that, you know, when he was younger, he was he was vain and just stupid. And so now he's just a, he's a new man. Yeah. And Theon begins to get pissed asking about his father's plans, and Dampere will not tell him. And Yeah, this part I love. He says, I was instructed, ordered, to tell no man, speak of it to no man. And So Theon starts throwing his fucking weight around. Yeah, he throws a tam- fucking tantrum saying, because he's getting pissed. His uncle's treating him as such, I am the yeah. heir. Yeah, I know his me. plans now. And he's like, from me you shall not. We are commanded not to speak of this. Like, I just fucking love the way he gets so serious. But he starts listing all these fucking things Theon does. All these things that I've fought beside Rob Stark. I've fucking went here. I helped capture Jamie Lannister. Beside Blackfish. Shut the fuck up. And he says, I am not any man. I am heir to Pike and the Iron Islands. As to that, we shall see. And the words were a slap in the face, which is funny because here in a little bit, he'll get an actual slap in the face. And he says, I am my Lord Father's only living son. Your sister lives. And so then he I'm warning you. Don't you try to take my claim. Yeah. And again, so I wrote this quote down because I fucking. Well, like skirt. Yeah. He Dampere brings up your sister lives and Theon's confused by that. Because she is three years as elder, yet a woman can only inherit if there is no male heir in the direct line, is his thinking. So, the Iron Islands aren't completely for having a woman rule, but Dampere is pretty convinced that Theon isn't the heir. It's Asha. Well, and at this point, in all of their eyes, Theon is more of a woman than Asha. Well, that's that's what I'm getting to is... Like, is there a if Theon returned, is there a contingent to make sure there is no direct male in the line? Is right. my are they, thinking. Are like, they ready to push him off a fucking Yeah, bridge? are they ready to just throw him to the drown god and be like, Yeah, you're done. You're oh, I I one hundred percent think that when Balon Greyjoy's done, he's like, Oh, well, this won't be hard to deal with. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. So yeah, I don't think that that's even a thought because I just don't think they give a fuck about this little bitch enough to worry about him. But yeah, so Theon gives his little I'll yeah. not be cheated of my rights, I warn you. Yeah, and he says you Warn a servant of the drowned god, boy. You have forgotten more than you know, and you are a great fool if you believe your lord father will ever hand these holy islands over to a Stark. 
I don't think that because it sounds like a he knows that he's got that fucking letter in his pocket, mm. and we do hear about his plans from like Balon is aware that this was probably happening. Yeah, but I don't think that that's what he meant. I think he's calling Theon a Stark, a Stark yeah. here and just tells him now be quiet. You're you're prattling on. Yeah, it's just fucking like, annoying. So you're a little Stark bitch. Yeah. Shut up. So Theon thinks, so that's the way of it, as if ten years could have made him a Stark. Lord Eddard had tried to raise him among his own children, yet Theon had never been one of them. Even the bastard Jon Snow had been accorded more honor than he had. So the, he had a little thing with Jon there. Yeah. Because we learned from Jon that Jon didn't really feel all that fucking welcome, welcome. there yeah, at all. at all. And so... But I also think the funny and important thing is that he says 10 years can't make me a Stark. Can nine years make you a Greyjoy then? Yeah. Because you were, like... You were nine. That's what he said. Like, they... It gets brought up again. And so I just think that that's the thing is, yeah, it absolutely can make you... Like, yeah, you, if were, you, were, you were still a malleable child. Like, you had no loyalty. There. Yeah. Like, it, nothing you're saying really makes sense. You were beaten and abused by your brothers for nine years yep. that you didn't like. You had a mean, pissed-off, angry father... And then you got to live with the Starks in fucking luxury for ten years. And like, we learn a little bit more about that. Lord Edda had tried to play father from time to time, but to Theon he always remained the man who brought blood and fire to Pike and took him from his home. As a boy, he feared Lord Stark and his great sword, and his lady wife was even more distant and cautious around Theon. As for the children, only Rob and John had been old enough to be worth his notice. John was sullen and prone to jealousy over Theon's high birth and Rob's regard for him. For Rob, he did have a certain affection as a younger brother. So, the younger children were of no note. Like, he, they weren't yeah, old Bran, enough Aria, to... Yeah, Bran, Arya, Sansa, Rickon, nothing. Who gives a fuck? John and Rob. John and Rob. And John was sullen, which I would imagine Theon lorded over him, this relationship so, with Rob. They are the best versions of Theon, technically speaking. You've got the bastard, the the I don't belong here that you could have idolized. You still did well there. Yeah. And then you have the trueborn, the high lord that you could have mirrored as well because you're a highborn. Yeah. And just went with like you would have been a great addition to the family if you weren't such a pretentious cunt. Yeah. If you gave up this bullshit, I am Lord Balon's fucking heir, like to the Iron Island shit. This pride that he has for no fucking reason. You were nine. I'm sure, and I mean, I get that and it's a little bit of- his brothers were alive at, when he left. It's a little bit of the Viserys thing where it's just hammered in yeah. you that this is what you're going to get. This is what you, like, you're nine, and you're still, like, now you're 19, and you're still clinging to this fucking stupid Nine-year-old dream. Yeah. And so he thinks that that was the Iron Islands, though. They lived in the past, fighting old wars to their very graves, and- I mean, that's fucking it right there is Theon is still clinging to the past yeah. and fighting the, the, the Siege of Pike. He's still... Which is very funny because the next thing that he starts talking about is that uh, his father and uncles are too old and unwilling to forgive or forget. And starts talking about the Malice or thinking about the Malice yep. that he traveled with to Seaguard and how he had started hanging out with Patrick Malice. Yeah, he was growing out with Lord Jason's eldest son, but... Lord Jason, when he heard, reminded his son that Seaguard had originally been built to defend against the Reavers of the Iron Islands, the Greyjoys foremost among them. 
and they kind of laughed about that. Yeah, yeah Patrick, Patrick was like, Dion, yo, like, dad's pissed off because your people used to do this, and we haven't rang that bell in 300 fucking years. Yeah. Like, but the time that it was rung in the past 300 years was the time Roderick, that his brother, Roderick, Roderick Greyjoy Brady. had attacked them. And died. By the hands of Patrick Malister. Yeah. And I just thought that was very interesting that, yeah. like, it, and I think it was intended to show the relationship that he had with his brother, the fact that Patrick Malister, the, killer. the guy that killed him, is sitting right here, and he's just fine. Like, yeah, and he's he, riding, hang, hanging out, and actually saying that he misses his company. He yeah, he would that prefer him to Damp Hair, yeah. And so he mentions that Rob has, you know, become a king Because he's tired of how quiet it's yeah. been. So he decides to talk. And, he, yeah, he brings up. And, and Damp Hair, yeah, it's, all, it's old news and cold. Like, fucking already heard, TLDR. And Aaron says that this comet is the torch of the drowned god, the same one he carried out of the sea and gave to man. And it proclaims a rising tide. So... The priest, the devout, is seeing it as a sign from his god that it's the Iron Men's time in right. the world to fucking rise up like they once did, take this fire and bring it to the land. And, and Theon applying it to himself more so than the Iron Islands. Yeah, it's my time. Yeah. Like, I he, am the He tide. agree. I yeah. agree. And I love that uh, he's like, a man agrees with a god as the raindrop agrees with the storm. Shut the fuck up. Theon. Like you, it doesn't matter. Your Theon opinion means that, nothing. Well, one day this raindrop will be a king. This this flower is gonna bloom. And my thought was, a king is still a man, though, dude. Yeah, like you're, you're still not a god. you're still a, a king is still a raindrop in the storm. Even if you're a big fucking raindrop, which is super important of Aaron because later on during the king's moot stuff, Aaron is super against Euron taking the seat of the Seastone chair because he's not a devout man. Right. And so that that right there, that love you uh even a king is but a raindrop in the storm. Yeah, and that's like, so and you are nothing to a god and that is super important with Aaron. Like a king is not equate to a god. Right. Never will be, especially the drowned god. And so I thought that was funny that Theon was like, well one day yeah. this little raindrop is and, still gonna be just a fucking guy. It was nigh on sunset when they reached Pike, and the gates were open to him. And he enters, but looks looking around, he sees absolutely no one. It's vacant. And Dampere turns and is like, all right, you're here. Bye. And, yeah, the, and Theon's like, wait, Uncle, aren't you going to stay and have some of our meat and mead? And he's like, you were told to be delivered. I delivered. I've got God's work to do. Deuce. And he leaves. Later, bitch. Which, like... He is now going to be making that trip back yeah. in the dark, yeah. like, and he don't give a fuck. Like, Dude, I he, damp hair is a hard a motherfucker. He's such a bad. Yeah, and so him. um, as Theon stands here in shock, we're gonna convene our small council quick and take care of some of our personal stuff. So we'll be quick and let you get back to the episode. Sweet. What's up, homies? Welcome to the small council. Smallish. Very small. There's only two of us currently meeting on the small council, uh, which may or may not be changing soon for one episode, potentially. potentially. 
So there's that. Tease, Welcome to the small council. We like to just gather here for a short time to give you guys our socials, how you can reach us, where you can talk to us, let us know what you're thinking, send us inductees, all that good stuff. Your ravens can be sent to... I, I don't have a sentence after that. Uh, okay. You so can reach before me. Before we actually shoot them, let's uh, oh, yeah, yeah. read out. Somebody had reached out on our Twitter to give us an inductee from a past chapter, and so we do like to read out the inductees, even if we're not currently on those chapters anymore. And so this person is responding to Aria 2 of Clash of Kings, which was only a couple chapters ago. And she says she is behind and just now listening to it and just had thought if the Gold Cloaks were looking for Aria... Why would they call her a boy? And so that's just another factoid there to cement in that they're there for Gendry. They, they, Cersei and all of them are still under the impression that Arya's probably fucking dead. Um, so they don't have any idea there. But her inductee is Yorin, and that was Karen Jean. And so thank you for submitting that inductee. Yeah, thank you. Um, if you'd like to write in and give us your inductees, you definitely can do so. We'll have some at the top at the end of the episode with the current episode for Theon. But we can be reached, as Karen did on Twitter, that's at Manners Without for me, Nate, and Zach is at Carstark92. That's Carstark with a C-A-R-R. Clever. Not a K-R. Yeah, he thinks he is. Right. We are also on Instagram at Manners Without. We have a Facebook group. Facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast? Yeah. Cool, got it. Uh, we also, though, have a private Facebook group. Ooh. Ooh. And that's for a select few who are willing to give us money, basically. basically. So you go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash without manners. You just throw us, it's like four bucks, two bucks, whatever, a little bit uh, each month, and you get to join us in our shenanigans on Facebook, because why the fuck not, yo? Yeah, we're currently looking into upgrading our mic system and potentially a laptop, and so every little bit that we get is being put towards that, and we put it in our little podcast savings. Our little jar that sits we're here. We're excited to actually use that money to upgrade our sound quality because we plan on doing this for quite a long while. We yeah. enjoy it so goddamn much. And we're getting close, actually. We're very close. All we need for the next step of the upgrades is the fucking stands to hold the microphones. So Indeed. we've got the mics, we've got the soundboard, a computer that could handle it would be better, but the the mic stands is what's holding us back at the moment. So, so. hit us up and let us know what you guys hey. think, your thoughts. And uh, Make sure we you... did, in some correspondence with uh, our French friend, Julian, he mentioned, and Nate and I were talking about it the other yeah. day, that if you're listening, not so silent sisters, we miss you. We miss your input. Uh, they were some early write-ins of ours, and we really good. enjoyed their input. So, their lives got busy. They, yeah, they of were course. Uh, hopefully stuff, you guys so. are still listening. So this is just a shout-out to you that actually Julian wrote us in about you guys and missed your input as well. So, And that goes for all the listeners who have given us little things Well, that's and it. That's and we, you know, we, we wanted a platform for people to talk about Game of Thrones, and so the fact that our, our listeners are, are engaging each other, just it's awesome. So, yeah, write us in. Be a part of this community. We're right, having and a blast. review us because that helps us loads but we'll, as well. We'll but we'll fucking stop now gushing like Theon and stroking our own dicks and let you get back to listening to the episode. And listen to Theon stroke his own dick. All right. See ya. But yeah, so Theon is standing outside the gates, but the gate is open. And so he kind of walks through, but there's some guards up at the top. And... It's, I, I really liked the, the way that it was written. It says, The guards atop the battlements watched with strangers' eyes as Theon Greyjoy reto- returned home at last. 
And I just really like that with Stranger's Eyes. That's the contrast that we get in Theon. Like, he returned home at last. In him, this is some grand moment. But for everyone else, it's another fucking day right. on the Iron Islands. And it made me think of, odd, very oddly, uh, from the show, when Arya returned to Winterfell. Mm-hmm. And the guards are like, yeah, who you the can't fuck come are in. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And just that kind of idea. Like, who, who are you? It's that's been it. it's, 10 years. Uh, and so I really, fuck. I think that's the only thing I really do like about Theon is that it's, it's this reflection of, like, how wrapped up we get in our own lives. The world goes on. The world changes around us. But we get so wrapped up in what our thinking is of the way we think things are going to go of, or the way we want them to well, be. Well, what's that, that? We were just talking about it the other day, the fucking idea that other people have lives coexisting yeah yeah with that each there's other, actually that scientific it's... term for when you become aware that there are other people who exist who have things uh, problems concerns bills all lives, the thoughts and things work, you think about everybody else is doing is that doing too. that it's and, and so that's what I think this this shows a really severe case of someone with severe narcissism yeah. he can't get out of his own head and, and think that the world has moved on the same people that were here when you were nine have grown up just as you have. It's been 10 years. A lot can happen in 10 years. Well, that's it. And the thing is, is without Rob mentioning him going or him mentioning to Rob going to Pike, Theon was doing great. I mean, he was a little cunt. Nobody liked him. But he wasn't longing for it. Right. He wasn't like, hey, Rob, you're Lord now. Can I go home? Exactly. Can you free me? He was happy to ride beside Rob. And go to war. go to war with him. Like... And that's how I think before he got on the boat to Pike, he was still probably in that mindset. He was all about Rob, and he kind of still is about like, oh, I'm delivering this for, for Rob, Rob and but like, for my own gain. But for my own gain is how Rob, quickly it like, becomes at sea. And that's the thing is, he also has that idea that once he has the crown, not Balon. He's friends with Rob. Yeah. He'll be friends with that king. He's a king. We'll be fucking kings yeah, we'll together. It's going to be it great. Up, yeah. Like, who gives a fuck? We'll be the bro kings. And yeah. so a old crone of a woman approaches him as he enters sort of the courtyard and tells him that his father awaits him in the sea tower. And he's kind of like, that's cold even for my father to not come greet yeah, me. But yeah. she tells him that first she'll take him up to his room so he can bathe and dress appropriately. And he's like, who the fuck are you, bitch? And yeah, he thinks it is as if I were a stranger here. Nothing has changed, and yet everything has changed. Yeah, and so we learn her name is Hell Yeah. Hell Yeah. It's Hell Yeah. Hell Yeah. Um, but she, she sees the new steward of the castle, essentially. Yep. And he's like, um, what? And she's like, well, the, the steward's new. The Meister died a few years ago. So we're all we're all kind of new around here. And hey. instead of his old room, yeah. he is led instead to the Bloody Keep. And his room is one where the keep got its name well, from. Well, it's funny because he, he was not okay with it. But these rooms are much more elegant. large and elegant. And, yeah. But as you were going on, yeah, this this specific room was where the keep, the bloody keep, got its name because a thousand years ago, the sons of the River King were hacked to bits in their bed to be sent back to the mainland, and as he entered, uh, okay, okay. He in that story they were hacked to bits. He thinks, but Greyjoys, and I have the quote: "Greyjoys were not murdered in Pike, except once in a great while by their brothers. Yes, and ah. his brothers were dead." So Theon, the funny thing is, is that quote's not about you, bud. 
That's your father's Dude, that future. That was so fucking. It was like fuck holy me. fuck, Martin. Fuck, holy shit. Me. Um, and it, we'll get even more of it when he's running across the bridge. Uh, yeah, because actually there was earlier when he <clears throat> when he was scanning the harbor, looking at all the ships, and he thinks about his uncle Victorion, and he thinks and about Dampire. He did think of Euron. Euron was a different sort of song than his brothers were, but. He goes on, like, he's not there, so he kind of skirts past it real quick. But I just think it's interesting that, yeah, we, we're getting tailed that Euron is different from all these other men. But it's so subtle. Like, but it's, it's so, very subtle. It's not and even then, there. Because it, it, we're getting it from Theon right now, who's remembering what he remembers. What he remembers. And, and he was still around that at that point. And we're being told now that this is all fault. Like, what Theon grandulizes these islands to be and himself to be is, is completely false. wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, God, it makes me look forward to feasts. When Let me he, just tell you Yeah, that. when he enters the room, it's it hasn't been cleaned in a long, or used yeah, in a long damp, time. Yeah, it's damp, and here in fucking the Iron Islands, when everything's wet as it is, it's not easy to get that damp out of there. Yeah. So he immediately commands her to have fires lit, all the birds uh, brazers fucking lit the rushes swept um, all, and a hot everything bath cleaned in a hot bath yeah and so they bring his bath <clears throat> he dresses and they're lighting all his fucking rooms but the bath water cools quickly it's not as hot as he wanted it's enough to scrub um, but it, that's what I was gonna say at least he fucking had that much sense to yeah it's like, enough to scrub the sea from and me. then he mentioned it was seawater but I kind of expect Assumed, that yeah, like yeah. anything that you're not drinking at this is, point, is seawater, yeah. and that's just how it goes. And then we get the d- description of him dressing and how ornate and ornamental, yeah. and he's got the sigil of the Greyjoy house embroidered on his breast, and he's got this golden chain with a beautiful bauble and these gloves that are fucking magnificent, and he looks a lord, and that's exactly it. Is he looks that's the problem. a high proper lord, and that's when like us as the rereader, those who know, understand that this is this is your worst fucking decision. If you had walked in with your shit covered, sh- if breaches, you didn't bathe, it would have yeah, been more yeah. respectful and more acceptable than walking in looking like this. And so he leaves to head to his father, and in doing so, he has to cross over three of the bridges, getting to one of the furthest parts of the castle from where he is. Each one getting increasingly small. The last one was a rope that swayed heavily in the wind, and he thinks back to when he was younger, how he used to run across them, even in the dead of night, because young boys didn't fear death, but old men, or grown men, men knew better. And it's just that, that, yeah, that... Once again, you know, you think grown men know better... You don't think, well, Balon Joy, Greyjoy would ever fall off of this. Yeah. He and, knows better. Yeah. And so we get the hints because you'll, we don't, it takes a long time before you learn that Euron actually killed him. Yeah. It's kind of just that little secret. Hinted at. And before, but it's, this, and this is the stuff that makes it, that if you take this as it should, well, that doesn't make any sense. Balon Greyjoy wouldn't fall from these bridges. Grown men know better. Cross them with caution. They know how and to do it. And old men are cautious. And that's like, God, fucking so good. But so he arrives to the big door of his father's room. His fucking, his solar, I suppose. But I don't think there's much sunlight going in this bitch. And he knocks. And the door is opened by a guard that neither of these two, he doesn't recognize the guard. guard You're the son. I'll show you who I am if you don't step aside and let me in. 
I was gonna let you in anyway, bro. So like, I mean, show me, homie. Come on, come at me. <laughs> come. Oh yeah, Cassian does have his dirk and, and this his long, long sword, sword at, his belt. at his hip, and that sparkly gold <laughs> necklace might blind. But him. yeah, the guard steps aside and lets him in because that's what he was gonna do anyway. And seated by a brazier. His father sits. Lord Balon Greyjoy is smaller than he remembered, bone thin and bone hard. And Balon looks up and says to him, A boy they took. What have they returned? And Theon says, A man grown. Your heir and your your son and your heir. And he thinks, uh, not thinks, his father, Balon says, Ten years. Stark had you as long as I did. And now you come as his envoy. And Theon says, Lord Eddard is dead. And Balon says, Both are. Stark and Baratheon both. I vowed I'd see them both to their graves, and I have. Though the cold and damp still make my joints ache like before. So what good does it serve? (laughs) That right there, I think, is the most significant line. That one? Balon Greyjoy got his revenge, essentially. He vowed to see them dead, but what good did it serve him? Yeah, He doesn't get his crown. Pike isn't restored to its former. He... That to me is what stuck out is he's smarter than we I ever thought. Gives him, yeah. Like what good is vengeance like if it's not serving a purpose? They died, he had nothing to do with it. There was no gratification in it. Right. Like that's what he's Which saying. Which is very iron iron. I swore thought. to the fucking drowned god I would see them dead. Now I have. I don't feel better because of it. But because he didn't he didn't see them. He didn't yet. do it. He, he didn't yeah, avenge his no, sons. Didn't avenge Pike. Didn't get his crown. They died. And and what good was vengeance at that point? And like, it's showing how patient he is. How like right, he right. wanted to be the ones to kill. Very him. He uh, never had Doran that. Martell. Yeah, and so Theon goes to hand him the letter from his pocket at this point to show him what good it serves. But he gets cut off before he gets a chance to, and he says. Uh, <laughs> What uh, he asks if it was Ned Stark that dressed him this way, and he's I, no, no. Was it his pleasure to dress yeah. you up in dresses? You might have. Yeah. The was it his pleasure to garb you in velvets and silks and make you his own sweet daughter? He gets fucking embarrassed because it's not even anger. At the, I mean, I'm sure there is anger, but his face turns red. I think it's purely an embarrassment. Yeah. I haven't seen my father in 10 years. The first thing he starts doing is saying I look like a little girl because of the, the dress that I'm wearing. Yeah. And that's what's very much funny because he, uh, he, uh, he sees the necklace on him. And he asks, so... Did you pay gold or iron for your little chain? That bobble on your neck, was it bought with iron or gold? And this is when it clicks. And he's like, oh, fuck. Theon had forgotten. In the old way, women might decorate themselves with ornamented jewelry with purchased gold. But a warrior only wore jewelry taken off an enemy slain by his own hand. Paying the iron price, it was called. And Balon wraps his fingers and yanks this chain. See, and the sad thing is, like, he made these claims to Dampair about fighting in these battles. All you had to do was take one of their necklaces, bro. And you could have looked your father in the eye and been like, this one, 
Iron Price, yeah, bro. Yeah, I took this one off of my kill in the Whispering Woods. And this one right here? This one off some wildling raiders in the fucking woods of Winterfell. Like, like yeah. you could actually had some... But no, you're wearing this pretty You have one. gone to war. You have fought beside it. You have done all these things to be proud of. Act like with it. With the Starks. So, yeah. Like... And that's the fucking difference here is the Starks made you somebody, somebody who you didn't have to grovel and beg and aspire. You just were. You were accepted yeah. by Rob. Here, it's all about Groveling. your presentation you're, yeah. and you're getting shit on And for so it. that's it. I was, the next part is where he tells him, because uh, he throws the necklace in the fire and tells him. He rips it off so hard that Theon thinks if the chain didn't break, break he would have been beheaded by yeah, it. Like, yeah. his father. Like, and I think that's shit. important with how small and diminutive Theon mm-hmm. seeing his father. He just fucking, yeah. yeah. And so he says, uh, my daughter married an axe. I'll not have my son bedeck himself like a whore. And, like, I was going to mention the whole, like, he's dressed all silky and prettily. Asha's out in her fucking her battle garb, her fucking. Yeah, I mean, even Balon, the the ruler, he's yeah. dressed pretty plainly. He's not in like, like just a... in a black velvet, like, yeah, a doublet, or a doublet. Fucking, like, yeah, yeah, he's just got a basic armor. It's not a Anything. and the silk, uh, <clears throat> the silks fucking furs there. Yeah, the se- seal furs, the seal furs that's around I mean. him. But yeah. that's just he to keep dro- off the damn and chill. The, yeah, and he says, uh, "It is as I feared. The Greenlands have made you soft, and the Starks have made you theirs." No, no, no. I st- I still have iron and bl- and salt in my blood, Dad. And yet the Stark pup sends you with a message clutched in your talons like a trained raven. I so like love the unrelenting. He he received the letters, and yet he still knows that Theon has like Theon's here to do like the squawking. This, you're here to oh, fuck. yeah, no, and like that's again, that he's so clever. clever. Yeah, and he's he's straight up calling Theon on on this like this division of loyalty of like you show up here. Claiming to be my blood and heir, but you're begging clearly favors for him. Begging favors, dressed mm-hmm. like him. You are acting a Stark in front of me, begging me for this. And Theon tells him, "Well, no, I'm not. I'm not just speaking for him. This was my idea. He heeds my counsel. He listens to me. We're friends, dude." Yeah, and a smile of what seemed like amusement curls over Balon's face as he says, "The Wolf King heeds your counsel, does he?" And he starts to gush. Heeds me, yes, we've trained and hunted, and he looks on me as a brother. And then Balon goes savage. Fucking savage, yeah. man. No, not here. Not where I can hear. You'll not name him brother. Not of the son of the man who slew your true brothers. Like, mm-mm. Dang, mm-mm. kid. And so Theon thrusts the letter at him and just fucking here, read it. See what he has to say, and so Balon he does breaks the he seal, reads it. reads it, and his lips twist in a smile as he Once does it, like, so. And this is what I've loved about him this whole time is he's just amused because he's no, he knew this he was knew, all yeah. happening, and he's just so entertained by all of it. So yeah, Theon <clears throat> explains that he wants Balon to take his ships around to the undefended Casterly Rock and potentially Lannisport, depending on where. The support the, the troops new are. Support well, because they're are. expecting the troops to go to Lannisport to defend, and that leaves Casterly Rock fully undefended to be taken. And so he, Balon asks him, "Is this why Rob Stark sent you back to me?" And Theon says, "Well, you know, kind of, but it's my plan, so I will lead the attack." 
and I will do this and that, and as a reward, I ask that you grant me Casterly Rock, and that way the Iron Islands will have gold and such as... The rock has never been taken. Until now. Yeah. I'll do it. And it's because uh, Theon smiles there, thinking he's so clever with... And it's funny, because he, he makes that mistake with this plan that he thinks is going to work. Then he makes the exact same mistake with Winterfell. Mm. The exact same thing that would have happened. And he, again, he, yeah, he tells him how... Pri like, is he so fucking happy about that, but... He, Balon doesn't return his smile, and instead says, then his, uh, what did I fucking put? Oh, th you already said that, didn't you? This yeah. is why Rob Stark sent Balon you, so sm <coughs> smiles at him and says, you reward yourself handsomely That's where I was for thinking. a notion and a letter. A few lines of scribbling. And he says, he the pup mentions no reward, only that you speak for him. I am to listen to you and give you my sails and swords. So he's pointing out that Theon's claiming Casterly Rock. That's not something that was being given by Rob. He's full aware that Theon has this inflated sense yeah, of importance. Yeah. And like, no, this is the king talking to another king. Yeah. You're nowhere mentioned in here, dude. Like, yeah. And he says, uh, so he, he will give me a crown. Yeah. And Theon tries to, well, I mean, that's not quite what it, it, it's meant to say. No, it says what it fucking says. What, what is written is what is intended, and he tosses the letter into the brazier. Yeah, because he says what is given can be taken away. And Theon's fucking mind is blown at that, because he thought this was the fucking, the, the golden ticket. Like, this is his fucking path to luxury. And Balon's like, no, 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 no. So, yeah, he tosses it in the brazier, and Theon asks, have you gone mad? Wham! And yeah, Balon backhand. backhands him. Now, I immediately think, and I suppose just because most backhands are for similar reasons, the Tyrion slapping Joffrey yep. backhand. Where it's just a an adult you backhanding You petulant little fuck. Like, yeah. And he you... tells him, watch your tongue. Yeah. I, I am, am not the... Rob the boy. That you should speak to me so. I am the great joy. Lord Reaper of Pike, King of Salt and Rock, Son of the Sea Wind, and no man gives me a crown. God, he's fucking bad. Cause like, when he when Theon's describing him, we've heard these titles that have been afforded yep. to him, and then when we first see Balon is this you know Walder Frey looking thing smaller than he remembers. I actually almost thought first of uh, Hoster, the way he's almost even like, yeah sickly even yeah and, and gaunt. You said you're right, yeah. yeah that Hoster he's just like even, bones and skin. And so then he does this, mm -hmm. and the, the when he pulled, the he chain, seems to puff out, and he like, just fucking. You learn why he's the fucking reaver. Yeah, why he like he's not an a shambling old man. Even though Euron goes nuts on him, like there's a reason Euron waited as long as he did. Like this guy is a tough motherfucker. And the only thing of intelligence that the says, yeah. then take it. He spat. Call yourself king. No one will care until the war is finally over and they see the old fool perched on his islands with a crown of iron on his head. And Balon laughs. Yeah. And he goes, oh, it's good to see you're not yeah. a fucking bitch. You've got some balls. I'll give yeah. you that. But I am no fool. You think I've gathered my ships to watch them at anchor? I'll carve a kingdom, but not from the west. The rock is too strong to be taken. As is the East, I hunger for a different fruit, hanging ripe and undefended, and ripe for the plucking. And Theon thinks where, but realizes he doesn't need to ask. 
Because he already knows. Winterfell! Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. That's the end of Theon 1. And that was Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Word. Yeah. I like that. Mixing a little Tolkien in there. Yeah. Um. So, I fucking hate Theon. I hate Theon. I, I love, love his this family. Chapter. This chapter was so good. Yeah. Pike is such a cold, <laughs> terrible place, it sounds like, and Balon is just the man you would expect yeah, to rule it. Yeah, be ruling it. And Euron's out there being terrifying. So, yeah, this is the first time that I could, not as, but... I can see him as an intimidating character, where I only Balon? Balon. Yeah, where I've always seen Euron as this scary, intimidating person. But and I don't think Balon's quite at that level. No, no, he doesn't no, have definitely. the mysticism yeah. and the sorcery shit going on. But like, ba- this is the first time I see Balon as a contender in the War of the Four. Like he's a threat. He he, he has the thoughts. Yeah, and the, the, he's he's I strategic. Mean, it's the only unfortunate thing is the Reapers and the. Stuck in the water thing. Well, I think it. that's I think that's why uh, you keep like comparing him to the phrase a lot. I think that's it. Is a lot of underestimation. Like, oh, it's just the fucking it's the Iron Islanders. Right, like right. they're just gonna reap and rave. And but Balon is like, no, we're gonna go take Winterfell while, and, and attack the North mm-hmm. while it's undefended. And so yeah, it really kind of paints into a light why Balon actually is it. Why Catelyn fears him right, so much. Right, and why he keeps pushing for it. Like, it's not just some crazy... Because we, I think even in Game of Thrones chapters when we were rereading it, would laugh at the idea of Balon making attempts during Robert's Rebellion yeah. to do things. But this kind of shows that while he might have been young instead, you know, a little foolhardy, he was serious. Yeah. And he was capable. And he's been biding his time. Yeah. And the thing is, is that Theon's hostageness meant captivity, not hostageness, yeah, I mean, meant nothing to him. Right. He had Asha, and Asha has clearly been way more of an Iron Islander Absolutely. than a fucking Theon One ever was. One of the most was. badass bitches ever written yeah. in fucking yeah. literature. And so, and so do you have an induction? Balon fucking Greyjoy, yes. Oh. Uh, I knew it from the second we got. I read it when his introduction because of the way that Sitting in next to the brazier in in his solar, he looks tiny. But then by the end of this encounter with Theon, he is casting a fucking giant shadow. He puffed up in my mind and became much bigger. And that's the first time it's happened. Balon never crossed my radar. As, when he yeah. and when he died, I I understood what was implied that he died. I thought little significance of it. I was almost relieved, like good fuck him. He was nothing anyway. And then I got more excited when the king's moot happened. But I'm really excited now, knowing the strategist that strategist, strategist? the strategies, the strategical nature of Balon Greyjoy. Of but that you said it better. Okay. Uh, looking forward, like his death now and what's happening mm-hmm. around that, mm-hmm. because always before I was like, cool, he's dead. Like Euron's much cooler. I'd rather read about him. Well, but this now... is it's kind of similar. Like on my first few reads of the series, like Feast for Crows was was that dry spell for me. Like a lot of people. Yeah. But on my last reread, I. I fucking loved it. Yeah. I, I adored I've it. And so Feast. this is the first time where I'm coming in through the beginning, before we even hit Feast, getting this part of the Iron Islands, yeah. where I'm actually a fan and enjoying what happens here. And not just rolling and your not eyes just at Yeah, just rolling through it. And so I'm loving that stuff. So You got an induction. Uh, I do, and it is Patrick Malliser. Oh, yeah. For being the most progressive motherfucker I've seen yet. Because that motherfucker's like, I killed your brother. I'll still chill with you. He tried to kill us all, but, like, 
whatever. And I, th- it's the one time I want to give Theon credit is, granted, I guess I don't want to give him credit because he was probably beaten and abused so badly that he just doesn't give a fuck about his brothers. But, yeah, I think Patrick Malliser for, A, fighting in that rebellion and fighting off the Greyjoys and fucking killing Theon's brother because if he was anything like Theon, we didn't need him in this world. So I'm going to bring in Patrick Malliser. I like it. I like it a Is lot. it Malister or Malister? Is there a T in there? I think it's just Malister. I'm going like, to look. Uh, while you read our Thorne. favorite French fry. Yep. Uh, so we did get an inductee, of course, look. from across the pond in Julian. And he said, hello, boys of winter. And here at last, the wolf of Stark did not fly above. It is my comet. And nowhere a Stark to be seen. I did not realize that Book Theon would have this opinion so quickly about the Starks. I thought his betrayal would take time, but no, it is already in his head. He already has the idea of open rebellion, of betraying the Starks. Such a cunt. He has a lot of quotes of Theon's in here that I'm not reading off because we just got through quoting a lot of Theon. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he just, he really liked it. The, uh, I'll read the quotes that you put heart emojis on, uh... They didn't know who he was, and that made me angry. Oh, yes, that's the stuff. (laughs) As to that, we shall see. It is weird, but I am quite sure, even if I was reading this for the first time and not knowing where the story is going to go, I'd still instantly hate Theon for what he says, and even worse, what he thinks. That makes it fantastic to read. Though I have always felt through the talk with his father that Theon is still a kid that needs to figure his shit out, must not have been easy on him to be kept by the Starks, and of course, he grew to become something closer of a Stark than a Greyjoy. His father appro- his father's approval means a huge deal, and when he submits his, in quotes, plan, he just wants his daddy to be proud of him. Yet the words of his family, we pay the iron price, Julian. Julian, we just so gotta we're going to pause little... here, because we were discussing this earlier. <laughs> and we love you, you know that. But... The words of House Greyjoy are, we do not sow. And Those are so, just similar to, you know, the... the Lannister always rock. pays his debts. Right. It's not there. It's hear me roar. Hear me roar. Yeah, uh, we pay the the iron price is just sort of a common saying, but we got what you it's meant. okay. But uh, the words of his family, we pay the iron price, are strong, and Theon seems to have understated them. Felt good to see him take a manly slap in, slap in the face, and for that reason, I'm inducting Balon. Yeah. Of course we like the Starks, but in the spirit of war, the Iron Islands do have an opportunity to raid the North and get back at them. Sad for Theon that they would have done it without him if he wasn't sent home, revealing that Theon probably doesn't mean shit anymore to his family, in my opinion. Good for them to consider a woman as a potential position of leadership that's ballsy and almost futuristic in this Westeros world. Surprising. Valor Dorsaltrius? No, I think it's Valar de Salteris. So it's like saltwater, like the salt. Dosaltrius. Oh, I get you. I was thinking Dosaltrius. Anyway, Julian, thanks for making me stumble through that. But your inductee was great. Obviously, I agreed with you in Balon. And And I did find out it's Malisters with a T. Malisters. I was eating it wrong. But, but. uh, yeah, no, I like the 
point you made at the yeah, end. You there. made all the great points with the the progressiveness of the the Greyjoys and Asha being a badass. Theon finally stepping up and acting like a man when B- Balon whooped his ass. It's a slap in the face, though. Mm. Oh, it was good. It's anyway, always good. Anyway, that was Theon one of the Clash of Kings, and next we are going to have our final first POV chapter for these characters. In then the we're Clash all of Kings. in. Then we're all in. And that will be Daenerys one. So we're going to be picking up with the dragon. Here we go. The first time since the birthing ceremony. And there. then we're going to be experiencing some weird warlock shit. Yes. So, so heading we're going to Karth. Zaro, Zoe, and Doxus. Zaro, Zoe, and Doxus. That's Get a ready. fun one. Zaro, Zoe, and Doxus. Zaro, Zoe, and Doxus. Valor Harris. Peace.